This is Home on the Dot. I'm Chris McMorrin. Last week I did something I haven't done in what feels like forever. I attended an event on campus. COVID-19 pushed everything online at the National University of Singapore over the past 12 months. Classes, conferences, public lectures. But as Singapore continues to control the virus and open up step-by-step from its strictest lockdown back in April and May of 2020, socially distanced events are gradually coming back. Several weeks ago, I attended a concert at Marina Bay Sands. A string quartet surrounded by battery-operated candles played Vivaldi's Four Seasons and a handful of other pieces to an audience at one-third capacity. We all entered in pairs after first showing our Trace Together app on our smartphones and having our temperatures taken. It was all carefully controlled, but thrilling to be part of a shared live event once again. Then last Wednesday, the NUS Center for the Arts opened its annual Arts Festival, and I was invited to be a member of the live, on-site audience. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Critical Conversations 2021. My name is Kamalini Ramdas, and I'm Festival Academic Advisor for this year's Campus Arts Festival, brought to you by the Center for the Arts at NUS. The NUS Arts Festival is a truly remarkable celebration of all sorts of arts on campus, including music, theater, dance, art installations, and more. As its website says, more than 300 students, five shows, 10 months in the making. The schedule includes critical conversations involving professors who reflect on the theme. This year, It's a question of time. As I mentioned, we're at Critical Conversations, and it is usually the event that marks the start of festival season here on campus. And I'm really excited because this year's theme is a question of time, right? And as many of you know, we're going through an exceptional moment in history right now with COVID. So time has really become really important to all of us, and I'm sure we're reflecting on this deeply. And these Critical Conversations aim to ask those kinds of questions about time I attended the event as much to get out of the house as to learn something new about time. But I was thrilled that one of the presentations spoke so eloquently to the stories we've been sharing this past year at Home on the Dot. As we pass the grim milestone of one year spent with COVID, it's natural to look back, to mourn the loss of so many lives, and to reflect on how our lives have changed in both drastic and subtle ways. We might also think about how our experience of time itself has been impacted particularly by spending so much time at home. From the disruption of daily routines to the cancellation or delay of rites of passage like graduation, birthday parties, weddings, and proms, COVID time seems to feel and unfold differently. With the permission of the NUS Arts Festival organizers, we begin this episode of Home on the Dot by sharing some of the thought-provoking remarks made by Associate Professor Tracy Skelton at the Critical Conversations event I attended last week. Professor Skelton discusses what has been lost and gained, particularly among young people in the last year, including how so much time stuck at home has interrupted friendships, longed for events, and the very processes of growing up. As she explains, young people have experienced home in often confining ways, feeling locked in and bored. And we all need to go out of our way to provide care for them as they deal with these complicated feelings. Then we hear from Zach, a final year Japanese studies major who embodies some of Professor Skelton's ideas. 
He shares his own losses during COVID and explains how lockdown made this self-proclaimed homebody feel suddenly out of place and uncomfortable. Stay tuned. Last week's critical conversation at the Arts Festival was called A Measure of Time in a COVID World. One of the speakers was Tracy Skelton, a geographer at NUS who focuses on social justice issues in relation to gender, race, ethnicity, sexuality, and disability. She's also a global leader in the geographies of children and young people. Drawing on her expertise, Professor Skelton focuses on the ways that COVID has rearranged and disrupted the daily lives and longer timelines of young people over the past year. I've lightly edited her remarks for brevity. Using a feminist perspectives and politics, I draw upon my research areas of expertise in children and young people's geographies, alongside geographies of gender and sexualities. This intertwining marks a recognition of people who are marginalized or even excluded within many societies, including here in Singapore. And at the same time, I celebrate the ways in which other countries, such as my home country of the UK, have created and legislated equality, recognition, and inclusion. I mean, not completely, and there's problems with that, but nevertheless, that, that's the kind of process. So in examining time within a COVID world, I see strong connections between children, young people, and people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and indeterminate intersexed, for short, LGBTQ. In the context of my research and what I have most thought about in this pandemic at a personal level has been children and young people and those groups who are marginalized and held in, forms or in a form of immobility and enforced stillness. Children and young people often want to rush through time, grow older, become taller, so that they can enter the world of time where they can be active, do things, get to the next celebratory event, are a rite of passage and to be someone, i.e. to be a child no longer. Sadly, so many children and young people have not been able to celebrate or mark those positive longed for experiences, such as birthdays, first day at school, success in exams, graduating, festive seasons, and they can't process those or ex experience those in the usual exciting and ex anticipated ways. For marginalized groups, uh, such as the LGBTQI community, there is an enforced waiting as they are held outside of society and are not recognized as fully made, rather infantilized, ignored, or excluded. COVID-19 has enforced time negatively in many different ways, and waiting negatively is more widely experienced by marginalized groups. Lockdowns, enforced dwelling, spatial restrictions, New working and studying regimes have created time as something that can be causing anguish, annulment, and anxiety. In the remaining minutes, I want to introduce the notion of solastalgia and adapt it for this conversation with particular reference to children and young people. Solastalgia is a neologism coined by Glenn Albrecht in 2005 to capture forms of emotional or existential distress caused by environmental change. He formed the word by a combination of the Latin word solicium, meaning comfort, and the Greek word root algia, pain. So putting together solace and pain. In, tw in 2015, 
the Lancet Medical Journal included solesthesia as a concept related to the impact of climate change on human health and well-being. Differentiated from nostalgia, the melancholia or homesickness experienced by individuals when separated from loved homes, solastalgia is the distress that is produced by environmental change impacting on people while they are directly connected to their home environment. Albrecht describes it as, quote, the homesickness you have when you are still at home and your home environment is changing in ways you find distressing. Reading about solastalgia, it struck me that this conceptually encapsulated what so many children and young people have experienced during their measures of time in a COVID world. People exposed to environmental change experience negative effects that are exacerbated by a sense of powerlessness or lack of control over the unfolding change process. And this can be particularly impactful on LGBTQI. As a result of the pandemic and governmental state ma management or mismanagement, many children and young people have been confined at home for hours and days, unable to see their friends, elderly relatives, neighbors, and other significant people in their lives. For teenagers, the carceral style of dwelling is particularly intense and impactful. At the time of their lives, when they are forging their identities and subjectivities, they are locked in with families rather than with their multiple significant others, their friends and peers. They experience a, a form of what I'm calling a friend sickness. And so many can see no end to their containment, restrictions, risks, and their frustrations. So many fear for their futures and who and what they might be able to be or become. Children and young people have been, are, bored, missing each other, wishing for the past daily, quite mundane experiences. Many have lost their independent ability, their laughter, playfulness, amusement, choices, time together, strong friendships, aspirations, and positive expectations. They are at home, but the environment around them has changed in ways they find distressing, and they're deeply anxious about their futures, those of their families, communities, and nations. Solastalgia captures what thousands of people are going through. Now is the time for care, acceptance, support, encouragement, advocacy, inclusion, and love. They need our provision of the precious quality of time to recover from this damaging pandemic. We should all do what we can to recuperate and recapture their childhoods and youth. We all have to work for hope in positive and inclusive ways for children, young people and LGBTQI folk. That is what a just and caring society does. Professor Skelton suggests young people everywhere, not necessarily all young people, but young people everywhere, have felt some distress due to COVID. From everyday boredom and the inability to hang out with friends, to lost milestones like graduation and prom, COVID has certainly disrupted young people's lives. This has certainly been the case in Singapore, as my students have told me repeatedly, including student producers of Home on the Dot, who shared their painful stories of canceled student exchange programs in three episodes earlier this season. Professor Skelton's remarks also made me think about the more mundane, everyday ways that time and home have been disrupted for young people. Indeed, for some people, being stuck at home has put their lives on hold at exactly the time when many of them are trying hardest to discover themselves. To better understand how COVID has impacted the home life of my students, I sat down with Zach, 
a fourth-year Japanese studies major at NUS. Home on the Dot listeners first heard from Zach in an episode from last July called Home in a Rot. The rot was that feeling of wasting away at home during COVID, at a time when Zach, Sean, and Tiffany should have been studying in Japan. Like other milestones of young people, they had been dreaming about and planning the experience for years. Studying in Japan had been one of the reasons they chose Japanese studies as a major in the first place. And the topic of exchange, when they would go, where they would study, what they would eat, where they would travel while in the country, had framed their conversations since they first became friends. Having that experience permanently removed from the timelines of their lives was devastating. But beyond the loss of his exchange experience in Japan, I also wondered how Zach was handling the new normal imposed by COVID. Back in June, I asked him to write about his experience and what it was like to be stuck at home. He quickly sent me a four-page reflection, which included some keen insights on how his home had suddenly felt foreign to him once his family members were home all day. Instead of just meeting for dinner, he and his parents and his aunt were suddenly running into each other 24-7. There was suddenly no place to hide. Professor Skelton's presentation a few days ago was a wake-up call, a reminder of Zach's essay, and an opportunity for me to see it in a new light. So I sat down with him the other day to ask him to reflect on his essay. The inspiration for emailing you just now uh-huh. was on Wednesday. The, the Center for the Arts mm-hmm. has its ongoing um, annual um, event right now. And they had this great session with a professor from philosophy and a professor from geography talking about a measure of time wow. and how COVID has changed our perception of time, uh, our relationship between time and space, And it reminded me of some of your essay, because at the start of the essay, you you define yourself as a homebody. Yeah. Why do you call yourself a homebody? There's two parts to it, I think. Like, first part is, homebody is a bit derogatory, a little bit, I I think. It has that connotation, right? And then the ironic thing Someone who's almost boring, right? exactly. And now, but everybody's sort of a homebody now. (laughs) That's the ironic thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the other part was people think that because you're like being at home all the time, this is an easy period. Like it's mm. not any different. Right, like COVID and the circuit breaker will yeah. be easy for you since you're exactly. a homebody. Yep. But and that wasn't the case. Yeah, that, I didn't feel that. And that was sort of the things I was writing about as well. Yeah. I mean, you said you're a homebody in that you don't, you're not like a lot of students or like some students who want to go out all the mm. time. Yeah. So what do you do when you're at home and why do you feel comfortable being at home? I think it's just, why do I feel comfortable? It's hard to say, I just do. <laughs> and as to what I do, I guess my hobbies include a lot of sedentary sort of activities, watching TV, watching movies, mm-hmm. reading, stuff like that, playing games, so that. So in a way, it's not that I particularly want to be at home, but the things I enjoy doing end up being at home. Oh, at home, okay. Yeah. You did also mention that you like going out to movies. Yeah, I do like watching movies. Like you like going to the sports. cinema. Yeah, you like so, playing sports. Mm, I don't think I'm, you know, what people would associate with a home buddy. I don't really right. see that in my identity. But there are certain things you like to do at home. Yeah. Or that you like to do and they happen to be easiest done at home. Yeah, that's right. 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 That was my feelings to it. Yeah. But I think the, the other thing that was interesting about your essay was this connection between time and space. 
Specifically, you said that during COVID, when it started, suddenly these spaces that had been uninhabited in your home were filled with people. Yeah. <laughs> of course, those are your family members, <laughs> but it, it, it changed the day. It did.、Uh, and it's not something I thought about until I started writing it. Right. And then I realized, yeah,、um, it feels weird being at home. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, so. You're, you're frequently at home, frequently at home, so it's not abnormal, but suddenly when everyone else、yeah. is home, then it feels weird being at home. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Counterintuitive, but that's how,、right. that's how it was. So, who, so, so, I remember from the essay, but for the listeners, remind me who's normally at home, who's normally not at home, where is everyone in a normal, in a normal pre COVID world? Right. Yeah. So, normal pre COVID world, my dad works and my aunt works. And you live with your aunt? Yeah, I live with my aunt. My so, aunt. you live with who? Uh, so、Total family. And my aunt, that's all. Four、okay. of us. And your aunt is your brother? Or your,、uh, your, your father's, dad's, father's, your father's sister. sister. Okay. Yeah. So. So the four of us you share, is four of you share a house. Yeah. So the normal weekday, of course, they're working. So they're not around during the day,、mm-hmm. come back at night. And then the night time of the weekday is the sort of everyone's at home time.、Mm-hmm. The weekends, I think I wrote is really, quite different, right? Yeah, It varies different. a lot. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, nothing much to say about that. But the weekdays for sure, at you know, 2 p.m., if I don't have a class or if the holidays, it's empty. Maybe my, mom, my mom's not even usually in the living room. She'll、mm-hmm. be in the, because、uh, she likes music, so she's in the pier with the piano.、Mm-hmm. So, really, it's quiet. Like the space is yours, it's、space、quiet.、Yep. And so, you're used to those rhythms,、yeah. those routines.、Exactly. Um, and COVID brought. Everybody back. <laughs> Everybody back. And you know, this is kind of a funny thing, but I don't know why, but there's only three chairs in the living room, <laughs> even though there's four of us. Really? <laughs> yeah. And not, not only that, there's two chairs by the side and one in the middle. Nobody likes the middle chair. <laughs> I don't know why we have it actually. But so that's sort of like the you snooze, you lose, you know. You, So, I, I'm always at home, so、mm-hmm. I don't ever get that chair.、Uh-huh. But sometimes now I have to sit in that chair, or I, or I don't even want to sit in that chair, so I go somewhere else. Right. And it's weird it's being weird. somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's an interesting idea where even the, you're inside the home, so you would think every space, every room would be comfortable、yeah. at all times, but、mm. having other people there at different times of the day, even the different chairs, can throw you off your comfort. A lot, in fact. I didn't realize how much it threw me off until I started writing and realizing. Right.、Yeah. So, okay, so a lot of time has passed since you wrote the essay.、Mm-hmm. Have you gotten used to the new routines or does it still feel weird? I think definitely I've gotten much more used to it. My dad goes to work,、uh, like, uh, you know, not, work, not working from home as much anymore either.、Mm-hmm. Although my aunt is、mm, struggling to find a job. You know, oh, you、tough. mentioned that her contract was not renewed. That's right.、And、so now she's doing a bit of semi paid, semi volunteer. But it's good that she's getting busy.、Mm-hmm. But so it's not completely gone. I think the weirdness is more that I've gotten used to it.、Mm-hmm. I think my、uh, aunt and mom also. I think when COVID hit, they all stayed around the living room. I'm not sure why, but I guess that's just how it ended up.、Yeah. But now that a bit more normalcy has returned,、yeah. my aunt is doing her own things, my mom is doing her own things. So I, sometimes I have the living room to myself again, that feeling. <laughs> but not the middle chair. Not the middle chair. <laughs> I like the right chair.、Yeah. So, I guess your situation I mean, you know, you're like a lot of students that were suddenly thrown out of your normal rhythms, stuck at home, taking classes at home. 
I mean, that happened last semester and, and now, I know. Yeah. Um, but you were in a really unique si situation because of the odd way that the school calendars work. Mm. Um, so you're, you were planning to go on exchange to Japan, which operates on a calendar that starts in April. Mm, yeah. um, that's the start of the first semester. And in order to accommodate their schedule, you had to take no classes from basically December, the end of yeah. one semester. Yeah. And then you were just bored waiting at home in January, February, March. And finally in March, you were supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> but then suddenly on your birthday, on my birthday. <laughs> it was announced that no Singapore students would be studying overseas. And therefore your exchange was canceled, yeah. which meant you had wasted January, February, March. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but except that January, February, and March didn't feel wasted because you were looking forward to something. Right, right. Did you feel like that time, like how did you spend that time? So, uh, really relaxed, I think. You know, just getting the administrative things in order. Mm -hmm. I came to crash a few classes here and there in the mm -hmm. US for fun. So it was really, in a way, you might call it like the best time, you know, right. because you can take classes without <laughs> the grades. Yeah. You also mentioned that you were um, creating tabs online of places oh, that you wanted to go, it, restaurants you were going to eat at. You still have it. I, it's something I do. I, uh, I didn't really do it specifically for for the exchange. It's just something I do. I keep tabs open all the time. I'm like, I'm going to visit this yeah. place someday. Yeah. So there was that buildup of anticipation yeah. in those months. And then suddenly, yeah, well. Yeah. Wow. So... Do you think time functioned differently before the cancellation of exchange and after the cancellation of exchange? Mm, definitely. I think, I mean, your mental state or my mental state was completely different pre and post the cancellation news. Even if it turned out actually the things I was doing were actually similar, maybe. Mm. I think, yeah, because like I said, you know, I spent a lot of time at home. And so the home time actually probably didn't differ that much. But the mindset I had was totally different. Right. And that structured my experiences as well. Yeah. How was it different? For sure, time didn't pass slowly. Because, <laughs> you know, every, before, it's like every day that passes is another day towards the big... Getting close to yeah, that big, big trip. The, the big, flight, yeah, yeah, yeah. The climax of uh, everything. Yeah. And after that, there's no destination. Right. In a way. Right. So when the new semester started in August... Mm -hmm. Did you, how did you adjust to this new way of uh, learning? Well, man, I was really so unhappy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, first of all, I'm not a technology person. So this whole Zoom thing was like, oh, do I have to do this? You know, why am I doing this? It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I would, no, I think I did get used to it, but I wouldn't say I enjoyed it particularly. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think for for me, the I didn't really have time to mope about because <laughs> I was suddenly going into I had to re I had to completely rearrange my uh, module planning with that. Right. So I had to go and start doing all the four Ks and stuff. So yeah, I really didn't have time to be moping about this new mode of learning. Right. Just jump straight into it. Four thousand level modules are more difficult, more reading, more thinking. Yeah. So you just had to <coughs> just had to tackle them. I guess that was good in a way. I didn't have to think, didn't have to keep being unhappy because mm. no time. No to time to be unhappy. <laughs> just had to do it. Yeah. Just keep doing. Yeah. Did um, did anything change in your home life, like relationships, uh, during that time? Ah, uh, 
For sure, I didn't have that same, uh, you know, feeling of the time and the family space, uh, home space, not feeling foreign anymore, mm-hmm. because now I had to, you know, be in, in the, my room to do the Zoom a lot. It's like so. I think my free time was cut in half, of course. Right. So, yeah, in a way, maybe actually, I if I didn't have class, I would have still felt that way. But I, because I was occupied now, I didn't feel that way. Poss- possibly. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Can you say that again? If you didn't have class, you feel what way? I would continue to feel that the home was a foreign space. Oh, right. Time was dragging. Yeah. Right. But now I was occupied. Right. So you're too busy to worry about how yeah. home feels. Or either that, or it could be that the rhythm, the rhythms of life went back a little bit to normal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, I, you know, sometimes I have class till 12 to 6. So, right. you know, I won't be occupying those spaces anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. If there's one thing that you would want anyone to understand or that you need to explain about your experience of of being stuck at home during COVID, what, what, what would it be? I think it kind of goes back to the point we were talking about in the beginning. You know, everyone is going to have a very... Everyone's going to find it tough, even if you're not the type that loves to go out and things like that, or even if you're not bored in the sense that you're doing things. Mm-hmm. It's still a completely different way of living and experiencing time. Yeah, I think that's the main thing I would say. There's a running joke about how homebodies haven't even noticed COVID. Or that since they prefer to be at home anyway, being in lockdown is really no burden. But even for young people like Zach, who prefer to spend time at home, the past year has brought stress and sadness at all that has been lost. How will young people look back on these strange COVID times in five or ten years? Will the missed rites of passage like graduation, prom, and study abroad, not to mention the time to just hang out with friends, continue to loom as large in their lives as they do now? Or will this time fade into memory as a minor speed bump? Finally, following Professor Skelton's suggestion, how can we care for young people so they can thrive in the uncertain months ahead and not feel this last year has been lost? Our sound engineer was Stanley Chow, with assistance from David Chu. Thanks again to Tracy Skelton and the NUS Arts Festival team, including the host of the Critical Conversations, Kamalini Ramdas. The Arts Festival is hosting two more Critical Conversations in March. The March 3rd event, titled Reframing the Past, features visual artist Debbie Ding and NUS historian John Solomon. The March 10th event, called Telling Our Stories, features filmmaker Sherman Ong and NUS Communications and New Media scholar Sarah Tabea Samuel. Both webinars are open to the public, as are the many student-led shows and events that will run from March 19th to April 16th. To find out more about the free programs, please visit nusartsfestival.com. This week's shout-out to a faithful listener goes to Joseph, a fellow geographer who recently emailed me about our episode on home buying and shared some of his own home buyer woes. Good luck, Joseph. You can find links to Professor Skelton's research, the NUS Arts Festival, and news articles related to today's theme on our homepage, tinyurl.com slash home on the dot. You can also find us on Facebook, 
just search for Home on the Dot. And finally, thanks for listening. <laughs>